Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. My name is Julius Garcia, and I'll be your host for tonight, the Julius Podcast. Tonight, this episode, first ever, will be starring Ronnie Seif, ex-drummer for Night Ranger and Mega Mega. I hope you enjoy it. Three, two, one. Hey, Ronnie. It's good to see you, man. How are you doing today? Well, I tell you what, Julius, I'm proud to be here. I want to thank you and George for letting me do this interview, and um, it's going to be good. I'm sure everybody's going to like it. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Yeah, um, let's tell the audience, who are you, what did you do, and how did you do it? Those are all really good questions. <laughs> um, right. I was born August the 24th, 1956. Uh -huh. um, I'll be 66 next month. Mm -hmm. Time goes by quick. Um, and, uh, when I was a little boy, uh, my, my whole family is actually musically inclined. So when I was about five, my brother's band used to practice in the living room of our house and I used to watch the drummer a lot. Mm -hmm. So one day they all went to lunch and I got on the drum set and I started playing and my brother walked in and he said, mom, that kid's going to be a musician. My brother knew right away that I had excellent talent to do that. I don't want to brag or sound egotistical, but um, I was playing the beat and I was keeping the beat without uh, messing up. And he said, that kid's a musician. So I had my first drum set I got, I was five, let my friends play on it. I kind of, they kind of ruined it. So between five and 13, I didn't play. I just um, went to school and when I got back in high school, I got another uh, drum set, and I got I started getting my own band together. And um, let's see, that'll probably answer the two questions. The last one, um, we played around the Bay Area. We did parties. We did backyard barbecues. Um, weren't old enough to play in the clubs yet, if you will. Mm -hmm. So um, I had great parents, uh, Julius. My dad was a musician. He played guitar, banjo, and bass. My brother played guitar, banjo, bass, and violin. Oh, wow. My mom was a singer and played the piano. And uh, both of my uncles on my mom's side played guitar. And my dad's brother, uh, Uncle Leon, he actually played for the president um, when Ronald Reagan was in office. He played for Ronald Reagan, no way. Well, he was offered to play, but this is what happened. He was uh, promised five grand to do the, the show. But it, it, it happened on a, uh, um, what am I going to say? It happened on a holiday. Mm -hmm. And the holiday was very sacred. So he turned it, I think he turned, I mean, my dad said, I think he turned it down uh, to do the, uh, go to temple and pray instead of doing the show. Or it, that was a different story maybe. But either way, I think he played for Ronald Reagan when uh, Ronald Reagan was in office. Okay, so it, it was your uncle? It was Uncle, my dad's side. Yeah, my dad's only brother. Yeah, Uncle Leon. Uncle Leon. Uncle Leon, wow. Playing yeah. for Ronald Reagan. I want to thank him. I want to thank um, uh, my brother David uh, was my biggest influence and my cousin Jimmy when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. It was Elvis Presley all the way. Then we got into Ricky Nelson, Buddy Holly, um, you know, maybe artists you haven't heard of. Uh, but um, no, no disrespect intended. Oh, oh no worries, no worries. <laughs> it was Elvis every freaking day, man. I mean, uh, got totally into him. Got all his records, and um, I still have his CDs. I still listen to it. that music. To me, sounds as modern today as it did back then. Hey, I'll, I'll get to that right now. Then, yeah, yeah, sure, go ahead. Do we have time? We always have time. Okay, we always thank have you, time ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Uh huh. This is um, how I met the guys from Night Ranger. They used to have a jam night uh, at this particular club, and the bass player called me one night. I don't know how he got my number, but he got it. He said, yeah, Ronnie, we heard about you, man. Um, we don't have a drummer tonight. You want to come down and uh, be on the payroll and, and play the gig? I said, sure, man. I'm not doing nothing. And I went down there, and um, Brad was there from mm -hmm. Night Ranger, Brad Gillis. Brad Gillis. And... Um, after we got done with the night, he, he came up to me. He said, Ronnie, he said, um, I'm starting my own band. I said, well, what happened to Night Ranger? He said, well, right now we're taking a hiatus. We don't know what we're going to do yet, if we're going to continue or if we're going to stop. So we're kind of on a vacation. Mm -hmm. So in between that time, he formed his own band called Mega Mega. He, we had a singer, which is uh, in that picture behind me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bass player uh, was Dick Smothers Jr., 
He was the son of one of the Smothers brothers. They were real popular in the late 60s, early 70s. Mm -hmm. Comedians, if you will. Oh, really? Yeah. And then we had Derek uh, Sherinian on keyboards from the band Wasp. He played with Wasp. And then we had Mike Reeves singing lead and Brad playing guitar and me playing drums. And that's how Mega Mega was formed. And we toured like from Texas, New Mexico, and actually Las Vegas was uh, the last stop. We played the Imperial Palace, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after we got back home, uh, I didn't hear from Brad. I go, uh, hey, I called Brad up. I said, hey, man, what's going on with the band? Uh, are we going to start practicing? He says, well, no. He said, um, I'm, I'm writing songs right now. I, gotta, I, gotta, I just built a st home studio, and I'm writing some stuff. And he said, you can come over and play on it if you want. Uh, but the band kind of splintered after that, and Night Ranger ended up getting back together. Huh. So f from what I'm hearing, because eventually Mega Mega kind of fell off, it went back to going into Night Ranger, but without you. Yeah, they, they went back. Yeah, he oh, went no. back to Night Ranger. But that was his bread and butter, so I can understand why he did that. Yeah, makes sense. You know, we had hits like Sister Christian, Don't Tell Me You Love Me, uh, You Can Still Rock in America. And what's that? Uh, he they did a soundtrack for a movie. I can't. I never can think of the name of it. Um, but it was a certain movie mm -hmm. that they did a soundtrack on. Um, and they had a chain of hits, but those three were the biggies. And um, I'm still in contact with Brad. In fact, he came up here to play. Uh, they played a casino. I forget the name. It's on Craig Road in Las Vegas. Just two of them, and I think it starts with a C. There's the Texas and the Fiesta. No, that's this station, but this is, was a different casino, George. I'm kind of thinking. Cannery. Cannery. It was a cannery. <clears throat> okay. Thank you, George. I got you. I'm the Google back. I'm the Jamie master. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you for being my Jamie, George. <laughs> <laughs> they came up and played there. Okay, you know what happened? What happened? I don't know if this will be on the interview or not, but um, I had two guys come over to my house uh, uh, from dispatch to test me. for. Mm-hmm. Oh. And they gave me two tests. I said, look, I want two of them because maybe the first one wasn't accurate. Can you take another one? Uh -huh. You know, they shoved that thing up your nose. Yeah, uh. <clears throat> I did two of those. They said, Ronnie, you're negative, right? The next day I got a call from the lab from a woman. She said, Ronnie, you got... And that was the night that Night Ranger was playing. Brad had me on the guest list with one other person. I could have brought my brother. I had to call him. I said, Brad, I can't make it, man. I got... He goes, you got... He goes, man, I wouldn't suggest you come, man. I said, I'm not going to come because I don't want to infect you and the band and, and myself taking a risk like that. Yeah. So I missed the gig. But he said, look, I have good news for you. I said, what is it? He said, we're coming back the night before New Year's at the cannery. So um, he's going to put me on the guest list that night. The night before New Year's. Remember that. Mm -hmm. The night before New Year's, man. Yeah, don't forget it because... Something like that happening and missing a big chance like that. I was like, oh. Yeah. I want to see him, and I'm going to yeah. bring my brother with me. My brother lives in L.A., by the way, California. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, he was my biggest influence, Julius. Um, I think without him, man, I wouldn't be uh, as good of a musician as I would be. He turned me on to so much stuff, man. You don't realize when I was young. I mean, you're very impressionable when you're young like that. And um, it rubbed off on me big time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, your brother, his name David David Seif. David Seif. Yeah, remember that name. He's um, he's a good man. He's a good person, uh, and I've known him for sixty six years. And I'll tell you the reason how I know that, because they say that your longest relationship you have in your lifetime is either with your sister or your brother, because your mom and dad end up dying before you usually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're older. So they're prone to die first. Sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes you lose your parents. I'm glad I didn't. But well, I did eventually, but not not a tragic way. Mm -hmm. um, but David is my only brother, man. I've known him for 66 years. Next month it'll be 66 years. 66. I'm years. proud of that, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You you guys will meet him, George, um, Julius. You guys will both meet him. Cannot wait. He's a wonderful human being, man. Can't wait. Can't wait. I know. Any any more questions, bro? I'll be happy to. All right, yeah. Um, talking about your family, all the good stuff. After Night Ranger. After, did we talk about most of Night Ranger? Any good stories? Any crazy adventures stories? I have one. Okay, just one. You know, it's fine. You could do more, but... You know. Well, I could, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want Brad to yell at me. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, 
like I told my neighbor when you were standing there when we were leaving my place tonight, mm -hmm. um, Sister Christian is a true story. And it was written about the drummer's sister. Her name was Christian. Mm -hmm. His name was Kelly Kagi. So I imagine her name was either Christian Kagi, but she was married. I don't know what her last name is. But that, that song was written uh, by a true story. Motorhead, they mean the plane. What's your price for flights? Um, that's, that's really, that's how it starts. I'm sure you've heard the song. Well, ironically, yeah, my roommate kept singing it all the time when I told him, hey, I met this guy. Have you heard of this band called Night Ranger? He's like, yeah, you know. And he goes like, Motorhead! And I'm like, that's it, man. Yeah, that's, that's it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It seems a little too legit because, you know, how we met, though, was pretty crazy, if you think about it. It was crazy, it. and how Brad and I met was crazy. Yeah. Brad, uh, we, when we jammed the first time, the chemistry was unsurpassable, Julius, George. Mm -hmm. It was like... Um, how do you compare, uh, if, so, if the chemistry is right with somebody, man, you don't want to, you know, put a fly in the ointment or make it w worse. Yeah. It's like it's, it's there. But I have one thing to say to everybody out there. Go ahead. Uh, never be content with what you're doing. I'll tell you the reason why. If you're content, you won't get to the next level. You stay where you're at. So even if you're happy about something, that's good to be excited and happy, but don't let yourself be content. Mm -hmm. That's what I have to say to everybody. Yeah, that is a good message because if you don't keep moving forward, you're just going to stay stagnant or you're just going to go down. Absolutely correct. I wanted to tell you what I did after uh, I played with Mega Mega, Brad Gillis from Night Ranger. Um, Brad and I recorded two CDs uh, I'm playing on them. Uh, the first one's called Gil Rock Ranch, mm -hmm. G-I-L-R-O-C-K, and the second one's called Alligator. Uh, the Gil Rock Ranch, when I'm playing on the song Mr. Lollipop, mm -hmm. one song on there. And um, on Alligator, he had Kelly play the first song, and he did a drum machine track on the second one. And I think the last eight, it'll say Ronnie Seif on their drums. Mm -hmm. So you could buy those CDs. Uh, they're on the web. I haven't... I, Unfortunately, Brad never gave me a copy of either one, so I, I have to hit him up for it. But um, I started my own band after that called Ronnie and the Passion. Ronnie and the Passion. Yeah, and I couldn't, uh, for some reason, Julius, it, it's very hard to land a record deal unless you have somebody to market you. Marketing is the ticket. And I had nobody to do that, you know, and I had 20 songs I had written. One day I woke up and I had all these words in my head. Mm-hmm. And I wrote like 20 songs within like a month's time, which is unbelievable. Music and lyrics. Yeah. Right? Wow. And um, uh, I couldn't get an, uh, nobody to sign. Uh, when, when, when Night Ranger was available, they had, uh, it was easier to get signed to a record label back then than it is now. So I kept on playing. And then finally, um, uh, my mom suggested me go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. She said, Ronnie, why don't you go to Vegas, keep playing your drums, and maybe Wayne Newton or Tom Jones or Engelbert Humperdinck, one of those big guys, might see you up there and pick you up. So I thought, yeah, that's a good idea. So I went up here. Um, I freelanced for about two years to try to find a band. Uh, no offense to anybody here, but uh, musicians in Las Vegas that I played with are not the caliber of musicians I played with in California. Wow. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We, we did things, um, you know, uh, uh, the drug culture was really running big at that time. Um, and, um, I, I, you know, I'm not going to say anything about it, but, um, we had fun. I'm just going to leave it at that. And it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. But, um, what was I saying, Julius, about the, um, yeah, about my, my band, um, just couldn't get a record deal. So I came up to Vegas, freelance for two years, couldn't find nobody. So I, 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 mom goes, apply it at the casino. I said, okay. So I went to the Stratosphere. Uh, they had enough people. They couldn't hire me. Oh, oh. Then Palace Station, I went to second. They ended up giving me an application, and I ended up getting hired there. Okay. And my brother David helped me with that. Thank you, David, by the way. Uh, I worked there for 15 years, man, as a casino porter. Mm-hmm. I uh, drove a golf cart, worked outside, uh, dumped the trash, swept the parking lot, mm -hmm. uh, mopped the entrances, anything janitorial I did. Uh, being a porter is, is half janitorial and half um, 
what is it like? Uh, it's it's like you you clean up places. Yeah, I get it. We get. It. So you've been doing that for as you said, fifteen years. And what were you doing like when you on your spare time? Were you like trying to get back into gigs, trying to get signed again, or like? Well, I started this. That's funny, Julius. You say that. I started this anthology. I think I told you yeah. when I was thirteen. Mm-hmm. And what it is is it's a it's a um, combination of um, rock, jazz, blues, soul, uh, rap, hip hop, uh, heavy metal, every venue you could think of, um, ambience, all that stuff. Even the stuff they play at the strip clubs. I'm gonna have that on there. Um, it's something I've been working on, and it, what it is, it's all the songs that touched my life when I was growing up, mm-hmm. all the stuff that I remember that that I really liked, and. Um, I'm just about just about done. It's taken all this time to since I was 13. I'm 66 now. Oh, how many years is that? Wow, I can't do math right now. Wow, so six. Okay, you're 66. It's like 50 years, man. Yeah. Well, actually, okay. How many years? 53 years. 53. Wow, doesn't seem that long. Seems like yesterday, man. Yeah. So that's what I do in my spare time, bro, to answer your question. Um, um, it really makes me feel good inside to, um, to, ha- to remember those songs, how they touched me. Uh, it's, I'm probably the most unusual guy. You would never hear another guy saying anything like that. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm really touched by the, those songs. Yeah, to create an anthology, it's like an ode to these... I don't know what type. Are they like garage bands or something like that, or like? I have garage or? rock too. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I wanted to tell you this. This is the most important. My brother uh, kind of chuckled when I told him, "I'm I'm I'm doing an anthology. Uh, uh, it's called Ronnie's Music Through the Ages." Through the Ages, right? Uh, believe it or not, it started in 1865. Yeah. So every five years from there, the Julius like 65, 70, 80, 90, 1900, 1910. I'm doing a song every five years to to show everybody how music developed. Mm. I'm doing that now. So it's like a historical like anthology, basically. It is a historical. You're right. That's the uh. perfect word to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, believe it or not, it started like when Lincoln was uh, in office. Man, mm. recorded music started back then. Uh, but I haven't heard it. My brother found it on the web, but I haven't heard heard the music yet. I don't know what. Uh, it, I mean, what kind of music would you think you'd hear in 1865? I don't know, man. Yeah, I wouldn't know. It's up in the air, right? Yeah. I, can, I can find you some. I, I would, huh? I'll find you some. Hey, all right, George. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to hold you to it, George. <laughs> anyway, let's see, Julius. That answers that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a historical anthology. You're right. I'm going to put that on there. Historical anthology. Ronnie's historical anthology. That's right. Yeah. Who do you know that have done that? Nobody, huh? Well, maybe. We probably don't know, though. But Well, I mean, do you know anybody that has done that? Not in my lifetime, no. <laughs> Not personally, right? No, I don't think so. Or through the internet or the web. Yeah, that's what keeps me going now, uh, other than the Ronnie Babes out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ronnie Babe, what I mean by that yeah. is I like the plus-size girls. Yeah, that's what a Ronnie Babe is? That's what a Ronnie Babe is. Like them big, like them BBW? Not fat in the gut. Okay, there you go, there you go. But big <laughs> otherwise. But you'd still be like, okay, you know, you're not a Ronnie Babe, but... You know, it'll do. It'll do. Yeah. yeah. You know. um, for some reason, my mom used to question me, Ronnie, why do you like those big women? I, I don't know, man. It's just everybody has a preference in what they mm-hmm. like, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the Barbie doll style woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the skinny mini w- woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have the Ronnie babes, the plus size women. Mm-hmm. That's your go-to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this guy, Ronnie Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie babes, man. Remember that. Yeah, yeah. And everybody out there is listening and watching. Uh, I'm still waiting to hear from uh, a few of my friends I thought were my friends when I was playing the Night Ranger and I was um, out there gigging a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends, but when I moved to Vegas, uh, only two, three of them hung on. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them died, unfortunately. Yeah. He was my best friend, Winston Wong. Winston Wong. Winston, I hope God's taking good care of you. I know he is. Bless your heart, Winston. Yeah, yeah, bless your heart, man. And you know what's funny, uh, George, uh, Julius? I've had like four or five dreams about talking to Winston since he's passed away. Mm -hmm. My sister-in-law is really into that dream thing. She said, that's him trying to get a message to you, Ronnie. I said, well, he's talking to me, but I'm not getting no message. She said, well, you just have to let him, let him, 
talk and see what he says to you. Yeah. She believes in that stuff, and God love her heart. Ann, I love you, sweetie. Um, if I have another dream, I'm going to be really conscious of it mm -hmm. this time. I'm going to ask him, you know, what, what, what's the deal here, man? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Julius? Hey, hey, it might be coming pretty soon now just because you said it. What would you like to say to him when that dream comes? That I love him, and I played music with him for years, and we both had the chemistry like me and Brad Gillis. Yeah, yeah. And the chemistry was just awesome. Yeah, speaking about Brad Gillis, you know, how do you see him as a person, even though recently you said that you were supposed to see him until that? I got Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen him lately, but when I played with him and knew him, um, he was a good guy. Mm -hmm. And he was a great guitarist. He's one of my favorite guitar players, too. Oh, really? Up there next to Van Halen, right? He's up there next to Van Halen, yep. He's right there with him, man. How close were you to him? He had his little entourage... Okay. Like the singer that was in Mega Mega with us, um, that was his friend since high school. Mm -hmm. What's his name? Uh, Mike Reeves. Mike Reeves. Yeah. Um, this, is this, this is funny here. Um, I was dating a girl at that time named Laura Jimenez, mm -hmm. and uh, he uh, went to high school with her, and he knew her, and I didn't know that. And one day I brought her to, to the studio with me, mm -hmm. uh, to Brad's studio, and um, he saw her. He goes, Laura. She goes, Brad, yeah, they, they hadn't seen each other since high school. Uh-huh. So um, it was kind of, uh, that was kind of trippy when, it, when that happened. It, yeah, I mean, it was one of your friend's friend's girl back in the day, and you're with her, and you bring her with you, and one of the guys knows her, then you already know something's going to be, you know. Right, yeah, something's yeah, going to yeah, happen. You know something's going on. <laughs> anyway, Laura, I'm looking for Laura now. This is the reason I'm doing this interview, and I hope she hears it. Mm -hmm. Laura, um, I've been looking for you for a long time, sweetie. Um, I need to talk to you and make things right with you. So um, if you see this video, um, what's the name of the company? Uh, Sticky Pod Studio. Sticky Pod Studio. Okay. You can pull it up on the web on, on your phone, I'm sure, right? Mm -hmm. And um, uh, you can get a hold of me through that. Uh, but I really need to see you and talk to you. I tried to get, I got a hold of Cindy one time. Mm hmm. Uh, her sister. She works at uh -huh. AT&T phone company in Pleasanton. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, but uh, I don't know. If she's still there. This was years ago, man. When it, before I moved to Vegas, mm -hmm. and I've been in Vegas for about. Uh, I moved here in two thousand and five. Uh, five. What, what? How many years is that? Wow. So it's twenty twenty two right now. So twenty years, like probably around fifteen to seventeen years ago. Yeah, almost how's twenty. Has it been? Wow. Yeah, I've been here for almost 20 years. Yeah. I didn't want to leave California, but my mom mentioned Tom Jones and all that. Uh, she said maybe one of those guys will pick you up. I, unfortunately, I never did see them. Uh, they didn't hear me play. But um, when God's ready to do it, he'll do it. I can't rush it, you know. But I do want to get another drum set, a keyboard, and a guitar so I can um, uh, write some more stuff. Mm -hmm. I got some ideas in my head. There you go, there you go. It's still rocking it even when you're 65, man. 65 and still rocking. There you freaking go, yeah. Ronnie Babe, man. <laughs> Speaking about Ronnie Babes, yeah. man, you know, I don't know if you consider, what was her name, Laura? Laura. She wasn't a Ronnie Babe? She was a half Ronnie Babe. Half Ronnie Babe, okay. Yeah. So, But she was beautiful. She was beautiful. She had a beautiful face. She had a good personality. Uh, she had a brother and a mother and father. Um they didn't speak very good English. They spoke um, uh, Hispanic. Mm -hmm. uh, but Spanish. Laura, Spanish. Yeah, Laura uh, spoke really good Spanish and English. Mm -hmm. And she worked at an eye institute. Uh, when I met her, she was working at an eye institute. And then she ended up working for, have you ever heard of Kaiser Hospital? Uh, yeah. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah. worked for Kaiser then after okay. that. Kaiser Permanente, yeah. Yeah, and then for some reason, Julius, I don't know what happened. And I still, George, I still don't know. Uh, we somehow drifted apart. I was seeing another woman at that time. Ooh, oh. But I told them both about it. I said, look, I'm seeing Ruth, Laura. Uh, I met her before you. If you still want to see me, even though I'm with her, um, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. We can go out. So we ended up going out, and we had a relationship. Uh, and Ruth knew about Laura. Laura knew about Ruth. I didn't keep anything from either one of them. I don't know if it was right seeing two women at the same time, but... When you're a rock star, you think you could do that kind of stuff yeah, well, and get away with it. What was the phrase? Uh, I didn't get away with it with him, though. Ooh, oh, yeah. I'll have he's, to answer for that. He's always watching. The Lord is always watching, whatever you're doing. Every, you know what, uh, Julius? You just opened up a can of worms. 
Oh, what happened? I think uh, this is how I feel about God. I love him. Mm-hmm. I live for him. Mm-hmm. And I believe strongly in him. Mm-hmm. And I think every person that's born on this earth, he has a video when you're first born. Mm-hmm. And when you die, he shows you the video, all the good you did and all the bad you did. And for the bad stuff, you got to answer for it. You got to go to the plateaus. That's what I believe. I could be wrong, but that's what I believe. Yeah, that's what you believe, man. Yeah. You know. And later, it seems like the older I get, the more I, I I start loving God. You know. Yeah, of course. The more you get older, the more you look back, what you've done, the good and the bad. Yeah, my life's getting shorter. But uh, to everybody out there, uh, my music has always been number one, and um, it's my passion. Um, Night Ranger, I love, you know, I love Mega Mega. I love that uh, God let me, allowed me to um, play with those people. Mm-hmm. Play with know? Night Ranger, you yeah. Play with Night Ranger, man. That's an honor, you know. Uh, and I'm still good friends with Brad. I can call him anytime. In fact, I told you, he put me on the guest list for the, mm-hmm. uh, what's the club called again, George? The Cannery. The Cannery. The Cannery. Yeah, the he's cannery. coming back, like I said, the day before New Year's. Uh, Night before, maybe we can go. Yeah, I'm down. George, Are you, you down? down? I'm there. I'm there with you guys. And your friend Kevin, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see if Brad can get us on the guest list, all of them. Yeah. Oh. He might only be able to get one or two people. I don't know, but I'll ask him anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother and I looked her up. Um, we tried to get a hold of her. Uh, she ended up getting married uh, in 2012. Mm. Uh, kind of cried about that. I, I was still... I still had... But the Laura thing, I don't know what happened, um, Julius. It, it just splintered. Uh-huh. I don't know what happened. I'm still trying to figure out what happened, but um, I'm trying to get a hold of her. I'm trying every way I can. I hope this video gets to her. But the Ruth, Ruth was a good person. She had a good family. In fact, we almost got married. Mm-hmm. And you know why we didn't? Why did you not? She had a stepmom and stepdad. Okay, go ahead. Her stepmom and stepdad and her a real mother... Uh, didn't want her to marry me because I was a musician. But Ruth's real dad was really close to me. Mm-hmm. His name was Vic, and she had a brother named Vic. Vic Jr., I think his name was. Uh, he was an airplane mechanic at United Airlines for 52 years before he retired. He had a big party for him. Anyway, he was always close to me. He always talked to me. He was good to me. But uh, her mom and her stepdad and stepmom didn't want, her mar- didn't want me to marry her because I was playing. Yeah. So I lost out on that. I didn't get married. We split. We splintered. And um, Lord, the Laura thing splintered before that. And I don't know why, but it did. But um, I'll, I'll get a hold of her some way or another. She's still alive on this earth. Yeah. Right? I'll get a hold of her. One way or another. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully, man. Because around your age range, you're in your 60s. So that means the Ronnie babes and the women that you've been around are right now possibly in their 60s, 50s or 40s. 40s even, probably the youngest if possible. I don't know. You're absolutely right. And you, what you told me earlier was right about um, uh, when they get old like that, they have kids and then even grandkids. Yes. By 65. Yeah. You know, so I have to do... Laura didn't have any kids. Ruth didn't have any kids when I was seeing them. Uh-huh. At the time. At the time. At the time. I mean, you're talking how many years ago? I left Vegas, I left California to Vegas. I told you almost 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't seen or heard from even when I was in California, it splintered a couple of years before I moved up here. Mm-hmm. So um, I was devastated. But you know what? Life goes on, man. You have to you have to keep plugging along. Like I say, never be content. If you're content, you won't get to that next level. It's the same with Ronnie Babes, is it? It's the same with Ronnie Babes. Yeah. I had a lot of chances to get married uh, in my younger years. But um, uh, for some reason, man, I didn't. Uh, I didn't heed to it, and I feel now that I should have, because it's really hard to find somebody when you're 65 and you got a condition. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. Uh, it's up and down, Julius. I'm just taking one day at a time. Hey, man, you do what you got to do. I'm mm-hmm. doing my anthology. Uh huh. You know, I'm happy about that. I'm happy my brother still comes up to see me. Mm-hmm. You know, he's thinking about moving here. He's gonna. Uh, they got to buy a new house because that guy. The landlord's taking the house back now in September. Oh, what? After, yeah, he wanted to buy that house, but the landlord won't sell it to him. He wants to keep it for him and his wife, so what are you going to do? That's true. And it's a beautiful house. It's in Simi Valley. There's no crime there at all. No crime, period. Oh, really? mm. Yeah, it's a good area. 
So him and his wife are trying to find it. She don't like Vegas because she said the the dry heat messes with her skin. So she's using that. But she has three sons from another marriage. And I think that's the reason why she probably wants to stay in California. Okay, okay. I would. If I was a mother like her, I want to be close to my kids. Yeah, you got to, like, family is family. Family's first, man. Yeah. And so David's up here now. Um, in fact, I hope he comes, shows up. You text him with the address. Yeah, he said he's not going to make it, but we're, we're, oh. don't worry about it, man. He told you that? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Well, we, we'll go to dinner after either way. Yeah, yeah I'm down. Okay. He sounds like a good guy. Yeah, a good guy. He, he did text you back. I didn't, he did, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, he's good at returning stuff, man. Yeah. And I am. If you call me and leave a message, I call you back within a 24-hour period. Probably between maybe an hour after, mm -hmm. even less. Mm -hmm. Because I hate when, when you call somebody and you leave a message to call you and they don't do it. Uh, I don't know why, but that steams me more than anything. Mm -hmm. It's like brushing me off, you know, kicking me to the curb after I went out of my way to leave you a message and asked you to call me and you don't do it. It's, uh, it gets me angry. But anyway, we'll get off that. But I was wondering, because you said you have a lot of like musical thoughts at a point in time. You wrote 20 songs in a day, you said? No, I in came, a week. I came up with 20 songs like within a month. In a month. And I had them all finished, written, uh, George, music and, and lyrics. Which is extremely impressive, which leads to my next question is like, do you still like writing songs i mean i know the whole music side that's pretty tough to incorporate it in its final product but even just writing i mean it's like poetry in a sense do you ever put the the pen to the paper still i'm going to answer that in two answers my but my mind and my body and my soul tells me to do it but my mind body and soul is telling me to do my anthology with uh, with the other bands as well so right now, George, unfortunately, uh, I've neglected my writing uh, songs. Uh, I need a marketer. If I had somebody to market my stuff, I know I got a couple of hits in my, in my repertoire. But um, no, to answer your question, second answer, unfortunately, no, I don't. Um, I haven't written a song since, um, God, it must be, how long is it? Well, let's see. It's been years, George, and I'm really sad about that, but... Um, well, it sounds like you're you're happy in other endeavors. So, if as long as you're happy, does it really matter if you're even just scooping up dog shit? Like you can find happiness in that. Like go with it. So, don't beat yourself up over it. I mean, it's something that's like passion driven, right? Like Julius starting this podcast, passion driven. Like he was happy doing this, and as long as you're doing what's happy, life's simple. I thank you for that, George. That's a really good uh, thing you said. And one thing to add to what you said, um, if I had a marketer, somebody to market my songs, like I said, I have two or three hits in those in the 20 songs I've written. Two or three at least. I got a love ballad. Yeah, George, uh, does that answer it a little bit? Or? It does. No, that's perfect. That's, that's exactly what I was looking for. I mean, the, the next one, I mean, I, we've been talking a lot about Ronnie Babes, but I mean, we get into the groupies. <laughs> yeah. The groupies, though? Like, was there some serious groupies along the way? The Ronnie Babe groupies. Yeah, let's hear that. Uh, George, Julius, you wouldn't believe it, man. They came out of the woodwork. Um, but, you know, that really bothers me in a way. I mean, I love them. They're good people. Uh, but they only want you because you're a musician. They don't want you because they love you, man, in the heart. It's not there. It's just this, it's the prestige of saying, hey, man, I was with Ronnie Seif or I was with Brad Gillis or uh, Mike Reeves, you know. Uh, they get, uh, what's it called? Um, what, the satisfaction, the ego gratification? That the ego gratification. Thank yeah. you. God, you're good with words. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. E ego gratification, man. That's it. Just to say they were with one of the guys is an ego boost with them. Yeah. So you don't really know, George, to answer your question, if they, if they really, really care about you. I've been with a few of them back in the day, and I, one of them was a serious Ronnie Babe, a perfect Ronnie Babe, and I didn't, I, I was with her, but I didn't marry her. I should have married her. Mm -hmm. What's her name? That I forgot. Wow. I, I forgot her name, man, but I, uh, it, it was just a one-night thing. Yeah. But um, we had fun. She was good to me. I mean, um, she wasn't like your normal groupie, even though she was a groupie. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, we had our share of groupies, George, Julius. I mean, they came out of the woodwork, man. 
All, all good ones, though. I mean, I never had a problem with any of them. Mm-hmm. Everything went smooth, you know. So uh, I was grateful for that. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, you were grateful for the Ronnie Babe groupies. There you go. Yeah, but my singer, I was in a band called Rock Candy at the time. We played a lot in Fresno. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where Fresno is, right? Yeah, it's almost like near San Diego, Southern California area. No, it's northern. George, you know where Wait, it is, fr- right? Right by San Jose. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Up north by the bay. San Francisco? No. Or, it's like, oh, like your Silicon, Silicon Valley area. No, yeah. it's Highway um, 5. What's that? Are uh, we talking about Fremont or Fresno? Fresno. Fresno. It's up north in the valley, like right in the middle. Yeah, there's Fresno and um, Atwater. Uh, there's different uh, towns you go through. Oh, okay. Yeah, like middle California, basically. Okay, got you. Yeah, so I got a story to share with you about that. All right, what happened? The band was called Rock Candy. We should have made it, too. Um, but nobody, uh, my bass player had like two songs. I wasn't writing at the time. I was just playing drums and singing. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the singer wrote a couple of songs. And they were pretty good songs. I thought they were you know, maybe hit songs, a couple of them. But uh, again, we couldn't get marketing. But uh, as far as the groupies go, every time we played there, uh, this one girl named Debbie, uh, she was hung up on our singer. And she was there every gig, man, watching him and... She was kind of like too possessive at the time. Uh, but I guess he talked to her and she got over it and they ended up getting married. I think they had a kid and everything. I think they became a family. Wow. Yeah. Hi, Debbie. If you're out there, forget her last yeah, name. Yeah. So we got three girls. One of the, you consider them Ronnie babes or just like women that were important to you in your life? All the above. All the above. Okay. We got, we got Ruth. We got Debbie. And Laura. And we got Laura. Laura's the main one right now. I need to get a hold of her. That's the one? Yeah. Laura, if you're out there, honey, and watching this, um, please get a hold of me. What's the studio again? Sticky Paws Studio. Sticky Paws Studio. Yeah. Okay. If you don't know how to do it, have Larry do it, your brother. By the way, I hope Larry's doing good and your mom and dad's doing good. I know they were all alive when we were together. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't talk much, but uh, you and I had a really good relationship, and... I'd like to rekindle it, but I, I can't get a hold of you. So maybe you'll see this and, you know, get a hold of me. Laura was a type of girl that was her, herself. She wasn't, mm-hmm. uh, she was independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it's hard to describe her, man. Mm-hmm. But that's what you loved about her. That's one of her most prominent features when you met her. It was. Her it independence. Was. Yeah. Independence, man. She had a good job. She, uh, her girlfriends actually talked her into coming and see me play. Oh, really? Yeah, we played at a place called the Crown and Anchor Pub in Alameda. Mm-hmm. And uh, she showed up. They talked her into going because she was a strict Catholic girl. Ooh. She didn't go to clubs at all. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I know both ends. So. Her girlfriends talked her into going. Well, thank God they did. I met her that night, and we ended up exchanging phone numbers, and one thing led to another, and we, we started a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a kind. There's a lot of stormy things that happened, but um, uh, the good part was beyond the best. Beyond the best. What do you mean? Um, it was better than good. It was like something you couldn't imagine. I mean, the 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 again, it was the chemistry. Mm-hmm. We had a really good chemistry, and Ruth and I did too. Um, I'm sorry what what happened to Ruth. You know, um, I ended up leaving. We had a house together, and um, I ended up leaving for personal reasons mm-hmm. and probably shouldn't have, but I did. Yeah, it sounded like you were about to start a family with Ruth. Yeah, uh, it was getting close. But like I said, her stepmom, stepdad, and her real mom didn't like me, didn't want her to marry me because I was a musician. I could understand that because uh, it, it was feast or famine back then. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why they thought what, what they thought. And I respect their opinion for that. But, you know, Ruth and I were both grown adults. And if we wanted to get married, we should have. But evidently, God didn't want it or would have happened. That's how I look at it, Julius. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I, had, I had fun, man. I, I had a good time. Uh, Brad's still in my life. Um, I can call up and see how Night Ranger's doing. By the way, you guys, Night Ranger has a new album out. And um, I haven't heard it yet, but um, everybody out there, you guys can get it. 
It's on the web. Julius found it for me. Oh, yeah. George, if you can plug it. <laughs> I got you. All I right. got you, man. All right. George, did you have any questions for me anymore that you wanted to talk no, to me? No, 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 no. I'm good, man. Yeah. I There's a lot more that I feel I can get answered off air. I know there's... Uh, <laughs> but, I mean... We'll save that for the Patreon, the exclusive uh, subscribers. Uh, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to thank George and Julius for the opportunity to do this interview. Um, I'm very grateful for it. And um, like I told Julius, he's my new best friend, and any friend of his is a friend of mine. Thank you. I trust him 150%. Yeah. Um, Eric, if you're out there too, man, it was good meeting you, bro. And hopefully we'll see each other again. We'll have in and out Burger together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm down to eat some of that right now. I'm oh, man, hungry. I'm starving. I yeah. haven't even had breakfast yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to get fatter here. But <laughs> <laughs> outside of that, George, um, I appreciate you asking me a lot about my, about my writing. That meant a lot to me. God bless you, man. I hope everything keeps going on the up and up for you, partner. Thank you very much. And I wanted to tell you one thing. Those songs that I wrote, Julius, you might want to hear this too. Every song I wrote was about a true experience. It wasn't one of those makeup songs where, you know, you write words just because you need to have them rhyme. These were uh, about my life, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Let's see if there's any in there that, that were just um, songs to be written. Um, there might be one or two fillers. They're called fillers. But um, the other, the rest of them, the 18 songs, all written from the heart and about true experiences. Yeah. That's deep. That's deep, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll name some of the titles to you. Living for the Moment, Love's Gone Wild, Above All It's You. That's the one I really like. And Promise Your Love Tonight, those four are probably my favorites. Mm -hmm. Those are the four that resonate in your soul. They resonate in my soul. And mm -hmm. I know if somebody, if somebody could market that, I would, it would be an instant hit. I would hope so, yeah. You just got to find the right marketing, Yeah, like you always say. Remind me when you're over next time, bro, to play that for you. I'm going to play it for you. And I'm going to show you the, inter I mean, the uh, video of me when I was 19. You'll get a kick out of that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that was with Winston. Oh, uh. You'll see Winston yeah. and me in that. Rest in peace, Winston. Rest in peace, bro. And let me know next time I see you in my dreams, man. Tell me what, tell me what's happening up there, man. I know you crossed over the line, so um, I don't know if God will let you tell me, but um, if you do, uh, it'll give me more knowledge. Okay. I I just hope that everything's good with you. I know you're with your mom and dad because I knew them both, and um, you know you'll always be my best friend, man. Yeah, Winston's in the same caliber as. You and Eric and George. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, like in the friendship group, yeah. Yeah, my cab driver, Dale. Yeah. Dale, thanks for all the cab rides, by the way, bro. Mm -hmm. um, you're a good person. Uh, anyway, I, 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 um, I'm just content right now doing my, um, what is it called, Ronnie's Historical? Ronnie's Historical Anthology. Yeah. That's, that's what we're going to call it now. Hmm? Okay, yeah. yeah. That and my regular anthology, yeah. my rock anthology. That's just what you do at home, basically. Just keep writing, you keep going. I sit on my bed and I write all day, man. Yeah. I don't know if anybody thinks that's boring or thinks that's wasting time, but that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm, I'm content. I have you coming over to visit. I have other people. My cab driver comes over to visit mm -hmm. me. You got your brother. You got your friends. You I got do. People. <laughs> I'm 65. I'm walking on top of the grave. But you know what? Uh, I'm grateful that I'm here. And again, I want to thank Julius and George for their hospitality um, of letting me do this. It really means a lot to me. i never done this before, by the way, Julius, George. It's the first time. They say the third time's the charm, but um, I think the first time is the charm right now. It's more like first time is special. It's very special. Very special, yeah. bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first times are usually special. How about you, man? How how is uh, how's your mom and dad? Oh, my family's doing fine. And your brother's doing good. Yeah. yeah. Good deal. Yeah. Just like me, you got a brother and a mom and dad. That's yeah. all I got. Yeah. I don't have no sisters. Oh, you have no siblings at all. Well, my mom had two miscarriages. Uh, you, it's funny you asked that, Julius, but she said uh, uh, she miscarried them, but she said they could have been your sisters, maybe, Ronnie. Dude. And it bothered her to the day she died. She talked about it till the day she died. She said, yeah, I, I, I lost two kids. I'm sorry to hear that, yeah. Yeah, Brad Gillis, Jeff Watson, Alan Fitzgerald, and um, Jack Blades was the writer. Mm -hmm. uh, him and Dr Kelly, the drummer. Mm -hmm. um, Kelly wrote Sister Christian. I think uh, Jack wrote 
uh, Jack and Brad and Jeff wrote, Don't Tell Me You Love Me, I think. And then uh, You Can Still Rock in America. That was Jack Blades on that one. Those, so those three songs were the biggest. But I'm trying to think of that soundtrack when they wrote. Do you remember the soundtrack, George? George, can you get that soundtrack? The soundtrack. I have a Sister Christian pulled up. No, it's another song on that same, on the greatest hits, man. Not Eddie's Coming Out Tonight, but it's another one. And it made the soundtrack for the movie with uh, Mike. What's the guy who played in uh, Back to the Future? Uh, Marty McFly. Michael the Fox. Actor, yeah, Michael Fox would play Marty McFly, yeah. I think he was in, yeah, Marty McFly. I think he's in this movie. But I can't remember what it is, George, Julius. Maybe you guys can. George, can you pull that up? Yeah, I'm looking for it right now. All right, all right. Yeah, man. I'm, I know you've seen the movie. Is the movie called The Secret of My Success? Exactly. Oh, wow. Uh, would you like to... Sh I can pull up that clip. We could play it. Yeah, it's the soundtrack for um, that movie. The Secret right. of My Success. Uh, the limo scene? Yeah. You got that? We're going to have it here in five seconds. Okay, okay. Wow. You guys out there will see it, too? Yeah, they'll see it. They'll see it, right? They'll see it. There it is, man. I just hope that when I'm his age, I can wake up every morning and find a woman as beautiful as you are. Is that where they play the song, George? Yeah. Thank you. Remember now, it's a soundtrack. It's not a Night Ranger. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that movie, Julius? No, actually, I'm not. Yeah. And then it goes. Yeah, George. I haven't heard that since then. Thank you for playing that. Yes, no problem. That's a good soundtrack. Yeah, and Eddie's coming out tonight should be on there too, right? Eddie's coming out tonight. Yeah. That's her greatest hits, Julius. Mm. You got to see Night Ranger, man. You never seen them, huh? Well, other than seeing uh, that Sister Christian song? You could pull them up there, or yeah, or you could see them uh, uh, buying their greatest hits on the, on the mm -hmm. CD. Well, if my roommate and my dad or other people around age 50 know the song, I'm pretty sure that... Yeah. It'll rub off on you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been rubbing off, rubbing off pretty lately. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Well, you know what? I didn't mention my favorite band to you and George. Okay, who is your favorite band? The Beatles. The Beatles. John, Paul, George, and Ringo, I love you. Um, they they brought me more happiness than any any. I'm not gonna say anybody because my mom and dad, and my brother and God are the most important to me. But uh, as far as the music industry goes, the Beatles touched my life more than anything. When Meet the Beatles came out, I was astonished, man. And then Led Zeppelin two came out, mm -hmm. two not one. One's good, but when two came out, that changed my life even more. Yeah. Just, um, it's amazing how music George uh, Julius can, can do to you. Just amazing, man. And uh, the Beatles were uh, the top thing. Uh, like I told you, uh, like I think it was last night or today about Beatlemania. You, you, you missed out on it, man. I think I did, yeah. <laughs> but you could always see it. You could see their concerts. The girls were screaming so loud. They had to stop touring because they couldn't hear themselves play anymore. Uh huh. They didn't know if they were in tune or out of tune. Yeah, so there were too many girls at the concerts. All women, mostly, screaming. Yeah. My mother loved the Beatles, so I kind of get it, and I'm all like, eh. <laughs> Here's an odd thing to say, but my brother found this out. Uh, after the concert, when everybody left, it smelled like pee. Uh -huh. the, girl, the girls got so excited, they pissed their pants. Uh-huh, yeah, sure. There's another word for it, but I... Wow. Yeah. The Beatles were that good, guys. They urinated all over. Yeah, you're, we'll go with that. Yeah, urination. Let's go on that. I yeah. didn't mean to say piss. Take that off. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's just there's actually another word for it. I'm just not going to say it. Urination. We'll go with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, Elvis what? Presley, the next guy who's on top that you love, to dear next to the Beatles. The Beatles and Elvis are neck and neck. Yeah. I can't, I can't put him first. I can't put them first. Mm -hmm. They both touched my life, man. Elvis, mo well, Elvis mostly. Well, not when I grew up. I grew up with the Beatles, but when I was a little boy, my brother used to play Elvis because he's um, uh, eight and a half years my senior. Um, David, I hope you're not upset me saying that. <laughs> anyway, 
he played Elvis all the time. I told you that. Uh, but him and the Beatles, the Kinks, the Stones, and the Beach Boys. Those four, four man. Yeah. You don't realize what they did to me. Just, um, it's the most unusual thing. I, I bet you're not going to ever meet another guy that's in the music like me, like that. And then I have my seven favorite 70s bands. Blood Rock, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Grand Funk Railroad, um, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Y&T, which was formerly Yesterday and Today. They're all friends of mine from Hayward. Oh, really? Yeah, they all died except the lead player. I'm sorry to hear that. It's very sad, yeah. And then Boston. Uh, and the last, the last three, Pablo Cruz, Steely Dan, and America. America falls in the same category with the Beatles and Elvis with me. Mm -hmm. they were just, uh, their style was just uh, a horse with no name. You guys all out there know that song. That song got me into the band America. So, um, yeah, I could talk about music all day, Julius, George. You're a good man, Ronnie. You're Thank living you. your life as good as you can, you know. Any other uh, final messages you want to bring? You yeah, know, I, there is. Uh, I want to thank George and Julius for their kindness once again and their hospitality of letting me do this interview. And um, Austin, I met him earlier. He was a nice guy. Mm -hmm. And I met Julius's friend last night, Eric. He's a nice guy. And want to say hi to all my friends out there in California. And like I said, if you need to get a hold of me, uh, you can reach. Oh, Sticky Paw Studios. Sticky Paw Studio, okay? And um, the last thing I want to say, I want to thank God, my mom, my dad, my brother, and Julius and George again for um, everything, okay? And um, you guys all take care of yourself and um, go with God. You'll be good. All right. All right, George. I think that's about it. That's a wrap. Here that's we go. That's a wrap. Wow. We did it.